Brandy Graves, and for almost a decade, I've worked with preschoolers and their teachers. I've been a classroom teacher, a coach, and a trainer. I've taught preschoolers to read and count, and I've taught teachers how to better meet children's needs. I created the Preschool at Home podcast to teach parents all of that. The best part is that you don't have to reinvent the wheel, you don't have to master a new skill set, and you don't have to be a preschool teacher to successfully teach your child at home. Let's get started. Hello, preschool parents. It is Friday, and I am here with our Friday Night Live. And today we are talking about creative art with your preschooler. So I actually got a lot of questions about this. So we're going to get to those. But before we get to those, I do want to give you guys some updates. We had another story time live today. And it was a lot of fun. So today in Storytime Live, we worked on subitizing. We worked on review of um, like six or so letter sounds that we had worked on previously. And we worked on counting and we read a story. One of my most favorite, The Very Hungry Caterpillar. So if you're interested in your preschooler joining us next Friday for Storytime Live, please look at the link below where you can register. And if you're not a preschool at home member, then you can register for $10. They usually last 20, 25 minutes, uh, but it is a fun and interactive experience for you and your preschooler. So that was fun today. Um, and then I thought it was something else. Oh, I also wanted to tell you guys, if you do not already have the Ultimate Kindergarten Readiness Starter Kit, it's completely free. It walks preschool parents through the five skills that are most requested by kindergarten teachers. So with this, you're going to get the full uh, the full starter kit and you're going to learn about the different skills. And then for each and every one of those skills, you'll get five different activities that you can do at home with your preschooler to support that skill. So literally it's a packet of 25 activities you can do with your preschooler to start on the path of kindergarten success. So you can pick that up at earlylearningpartners.com forward slash starter kit. So go ahead and get that, use it, and then let me know how it works with you and your preschooler. So let's get right into what it means. What does creative art mean in a preschool classroom? Because it's not, uh, you know, drawing the Mona Lisa or doing um, any sort of thing that we would consider like fine art, which you might, you know, see at a museum or in college uh, classes or anything like that. So what does it really mean when you're doing art with preschoolers? So um, I'm trained in a particular uh, curriculum, but there's lots of preschool curriculums and they all are going to kind of cover art in the same way. So art is going to be a combination of pretend play, pretend play as art, because this is a lot of storytelling, using your child, using his or her imagination to come up with a narrative. And then they usually will act that out. So you'll see Maybe they are playing house or they're cooking or they've developed some sort of story 
and then they're going to act it out. So it's a lot of storytelling that goes, that's involved in pretend play, a lot of uh, cognitive skills, especially when you're talking about your child being able to give parts to different people. So much like how a play might work on stage, pretend play can can present itself that way in a preschool classroom. So lots of storytelling there. Then you have your child's ability to use music to express him or herself. So making music, being able to hear the different tones in music, maybe being able to pick out instruments that they hear in music. All of that is going to be related to creative arts in preschool. Then you have movement. Can your child use movement to express his or her ideas? So an activity that I often did related to movement and art would be, okay, how can you move like you're angry? Or how can you move like you're happy? So that child develops the ability to move their body in such a way that conveys an idea. So very much like acting, a lot of times can be viewed as movement. And then we have appreciating the arts. So this is where you can, in a preschool classroom, introduce children to Van Gogh or Monet or, you know, whatever whatever art you have that you appreciate and teach them about the techniques and teach them um, how they can do something similar, allow them to observe it and talk about it and have discussions about art. One of my favorite art activities is I call it copy a masterpiece. So I have done this in the classroom and I've done it at home. So I like abstract art. So I have like a, a really big painting in one of my rooms and it's lots of red. And so I would ask my preschooler, okay, well, let's go copy it. And he might just copy a little part of it, right? Something that he sees that has caught his attention, but it gets him in the idea of creating art that he has been exposed to and that he's seen. And so that would be appreciating art or even asking preschoolers questions like, well, what do you think the red means in this, in this, um, in this art piece? Or do you think there's a feeling attached to this art piece? So asking them some, some more detailed questions and the more that you expose them to those ideas, the words that might be associated with that the more able they are to talk with you about it. And then lastly, we have creating representations. So making art. Children are able to use materials, art materials, to create representations. And this could be a drawing or a painting or even a sculpture with clay or Play-Doh or my favorite, phloem. So that's kind of the full gamut of art in the preschool classroom. Excuse me. So we've got these questions and let's get right to it. The first question is, is it important to focus on open-ended art projects? So as a preschool teacher, I never, ever, ever did pre-made Pinterest perfect crafts. I always wanted the children in my classroom to have a say in what they created and when this now these are my personal feelings some people really love crafts some parents really love crafts but when I see crafts as a parent and as a teacher I feel like this is a teacher activity my child did not create this perfect 
um, this perfect representation of this chicken or this Easter bunny. My child did not create this. And so I always have been a big fan of what is often referred to as process art, where your child is able to go through the process of exploring materials, creating something, having choice. And then you know that what you got was really what your child intended for you to get. So children are always more engaged when they have a say in what they are doing. Okay. So oftentimes pre-made art projects are not always children's favorite because, and this actually is going to go right into another question. They can measure how well they did it or didn't do it or how perfect it is or how close to the image it is, right? And so that can be frustrating sometimes. But allowing your child to explore and make choices and create something that he or she wants to create because they that have that interest component there, they want to create this, is going to create a much more engaged preschooler. Um, and so you can provide materials and give your child a choice now, this doesn't always have to be super messy. You can pre-plan the, pre-plan the materials. So let's say you decided that today you were just going to work with markers and crayons and maybe some paint sticks um, as opposed to pulling out paint and watercolors and an easel and all of that, right? You can provide the materials that maybe you're comfortable with in that setting, but make sure that it's enough for your preschooler to have a choice and have a choice and what he or she makes. Now you can stay close by and provide support if your child wants support, but preschoolers enjoy being able to have the autonomy to make whatever it is that they want because there's lots of times in their life as little tiny preschoolers that they don't have the autonomy. So having it when you're making art um, in my opinion, it builds their imagination. It allows them to have autonomy, to be empowered, to have those choices, to create what is actually in their mind the way they want to create it. And then as parents and teachers, we can be really excited about what they did. So that's my spiel on process art versus uh, pre-made Pinterest perfect products. The next question is, my child doesn't like to do, this is this is what I was talking about. My child doesn't like to do the pre-planned crafts that I like to do. So my suggestion would be stop doing them. A key in working with preschoolers is to make sure that the child is interested because engagement is going to go up, learning is going to go up, uh, and challenging behavior usually decreases when your child is engaged in something that he or she is interested in. They like this. They want to do it. So stop doing the activities that your child doesn't like. That would be my first piece of advice. Um, those activities often do not allow children to use their own ideas. So if you have pre-made circles on a blue, white circles on a blue piece of construction paper and some cotton balls and we're going to make snowmen and all the snowmen need to look the same and your snowman needs to look like my snowman, where is the imagination or the choice um, or your child's ideas? Where are those represented in those sorts of art projects? Oftentimes, they are not. Oftentimes, those are really, really, really good 
tools to teach children how to follow directions. I'm going to do this and then you do this and then I'll do this and you do this. It is a direction building activity. It is not an art activity most of the time. So the other thing that makes these activities difficult, and this could be the issue with your child, is that children are, especially preschool age children, threes and fours, they are absolutely able to recognize when what you made looks better than what they what they made. They will begin to compare what you made to what they made. And they oftentimes want theirs to look perfect, quote unquote, perfect like yours. So I learned this as a preschool teacher. I am not an artist by any means, but I could draw like a house with some flowers in the front of it. And children will begin to ask me, well, no, I don't want I want you to do it because they recognize that mine looked better than theirs. They wanted theirs to look like mine. So instead of them trying it, they wanted me to do it. So I started introducing activities and modeling activities with my non-dominant hand and they didn't look all that awesome, right? So the preschoolers didn't have that immediate comparison of like, wow, yours looks so much better than mine because they recognize it and they know it and they really don't like it. So you can almost like stop them in their tracks from trying to explore and doing things if they get over into this comparison with what you can do. So I would suggest doing some activities with your son that really focus in on his interest and start doing things with your non-dominant hand and see if it takes a little bit of the pressure off. Be sure to provide choice. Children like to have a choice. They want to have a say. And that doesn't mean that we have to give them a say in everything, but it can be like, hey, do you want to use markers or crayons or pastels or paint sticks? What do you want to use when you're creating your idea? Um, and then you can even like give the choice with the materials, but you could even give the choice with the activity. And this, especially if you're saying that your child doesn't like the things that you've been planning, this might be a really good route to go down. So plan some things that are not as, um, you know, perfect crafts where maybe it's more abstract, but you're going to give your child the choice. Hey, I want to do art with you today. Do you want to do something like this or something like this? And then give your child the choice. And usually if you, if you focus on your child's interest and you give a choice, your child will be much more inclined to engage. All right. Next question. How do you introduce art to preschoolers? And this was about like fine art, right? So, um, I've done this a couple of different ways and some children take to it more than others, but I think uh, introducing art and exposing preschoolers to art can be easily done. And it's something that you just have to do, uh, you know, introduce it here and expose them a little more and a little more. You can introduce them to a technique. So splatter paint, that is a fine art technique. You could show the children pictures of this art in museums. Talk about the... Uh, going to say the author. Talk about the artist, what, you know, who they are and what they did and when they lived and show them examples of what is in the museums. If you have a picture of it, bring a book and let them see what it looks like. 
talk about the technique and then give them the opportunity to try it on their own. This is a great way to introduce art concepts to preschoolers in a fun and engaging way. You know, we're not going to drill them on the name of the artist and we're not going to um, want perfection from them. It's really an idea of exposure and introduction, right? So you could even, if you think about like a sculpture. So I did lots of sculpture in my classroom. I didn't really call it sculpture, but I could have. That would have been a perfect way to introduce an art term to preschoolers. And they could use clay or Play-Doh or phloem to create their own structure. And I could have brought out famous structures or even structures in our local community that they might know. Like if there is a fountain downtown or in Detroit, we had that big Joe Louis fist. These are things that these children may have seen and we could have talked about this is sculpture and let's make our own sculpture. Introducing and exposing preschoolers to more advanced ideas, it's easy to do. You just have to keep in your mind that really what you're doing is introducing and exposing. And then you're going to give them an opportunity to actually create at their own level. So they'll sit for a few minutes and listen to your introduction. And you're able to teach them about something that's meaningful. But giving them the opportunity to create on their own is what's going to be very powerful for them and meaningful and allow them to use their own ideas. So obviously using the internet to our advantage here to show things that are in museums, using examples of art that children may see. So if there's a mural on the side of the school, that's a perfect example of let's talk about what a mural is and maybe we can make, we can use butcher paper and we can make a mural together as a class. So introducing the idea, the fine art idea, and then allowing them to create their own preschool version of it. And doing that, you can introduce techniques, you can introduce artists, you can introduce styles. Another fun thing to do, I think I said this in the intro, is to bring out famous paintings. I like to do this all the time with puzzles. You can get lots of famous paintings in big floor puzzles. So we might create a floor puzzle together as our large group activity, right? So at home, you and your preschooler can do this. Um, especially if you've got a big floor puzzle, you would definitely want to help your preschooler. But sunflowers or different, uh, different Van Gogh pieces or Monet pieces, you can find a lot of those in floor puzzles. So you do the floor puzzle together. You talk about what do they see in the picture and then you give them an opportunity to represent it, to do it themselves. Do they want to paint it? Do they want to draw it? Do what do they want to use to create their own representation of that? That is a great way to introduce. And and a lot of those puzzles will come with like a little fact sheet on like the inside of the box. It'll come with a fact sheet about the about the artist and when the, the piece came out. And so you could share those things with your preschooler and then give him or her an opportunity to create their own version of that art piece. So that's a really fun way. And you get those puzzles in there too, which helps with math. 
All right, and then pictures in books. If your child has a favorite picture book or favorite book that has lots of pictures, you could also offer your child the opportunity to draw something from the story or copy their favorite picture from something that they're very familiar with, a book that they really enjoy. And those are ways that you can really work on that art appreciation. And especially in in a a book that your child really enjoys you and is familiar with, right? They know this book. They know the pictures because they know when they understand it, you can start to ask them more in-depth questions. So what do you think this blue means in this picture? Do you think it has a meaning? Why do you think that they put this boy in all blue clothes, right? Does it have Do you recognize that it has some sort of meaning? And now you're going to work with your child to see if he or she can understand that meaning that was being conveyed through the art piece. Um, And you could maybe even describe one artistic element. So, you know, all of the these people that are going really fast in the story are dressed in red. Do you think that this has a meaning or, you know, talking to your child about the meaning, the deeper meaning of art is easier to do when you're using um, art or yeah, art piece that they are very familiar with. So these would be really good questions to ask and to work on that appreciation of the art where your child is expressing opinions and preferences, um, talking about styles and giving explanations to something that they're really familiar with. And children's books often have beautiful illustrations that work well for developing that conversation with your preschooler. All right, next question. My child is a perfectionist. He likes to do art, but he gets frustrated when he can't make it perfect. How can I help him recognize that everything that he makes is unique and beautiful? So I think in this, I have had children in my classroom exactly like this. And I told you that's when I started using my non-dominant hand to model activities. If if I wanted uh, the children in my class to draw a body, I, I drew it with my non-dominant hand because it didn't look perfect. It looked a lot closer to what they were going to make when, when it was their turn to do it. So I would definitely suggest you working with your non-dominant hand I would also encourage doing lots of abstract art where there is no right way. You know, that they don't have to color inside the lines. This is just uh, what they like. And they can, you know, do do finger paints or um, bubble uh, bubble paint where you take the take a little bit of paint and put it in a bubble and you put the paper on it and it makes kind of like an abstract. Doing things like that where there is no right way to do it will kind of take some of that pressure off your preschooler. So finding some abstract art that that your preschooler likes. The other thing to do is to just make a big deal about the things that he makes. So encourage him by saying, oh my goodness, I really liked what you created. Can you tell me about it? I think it's beautiful. And then hang it up and display it and tell other people about it. When someone comes over, look at this beautiful art piece that my child made and make a big deal about it. And eventually that will help your child see that if you think 
these things are great. Maybe they really are great. Is it going to be a quick fix? Maybe not. You might have to put all of these little pieces together at the same time and one is going to maybe work more than others, but you can help your preschooler become less of a perfectionist. And I would say the number one thing is to make sure that you are not creating something that he or she is comparing to and, and thinking that the way you do it is perfect and the way I do it is not so good. So start using your non-dominant hand for drawings and stuff like that. It works good. Or purposely, if you if you guys are uh, gluing shapes and things like that, just purposely do it a little off kilter so that your child doesn't see this perfect thing that you can do. And then it makes him or her feel like they're not able to do it as good. So it's not as good. All right, next question. What are your favorite preschool art materials? So I have so many, but I made a list of 10. And um, first is markers. I love markers. I like all the colors, all the the felt tips. Um, so markers are hands down my favorite art material and they work well in the preschool classroom. And even when they get old. Um, so let's say I have my preschooler, Lucas. He loves markers too, but like all preschoolers, he does not put the top back on them. What I think is really fun with markers is even when they're dried out, you can still do really cool things with them. So you can dip the tips in rubbing alcohol and create things on paper. You can dip the tips in marker. You can put the marker over in a cup of water and it'll suck out the rest of that color. And you could even make like little mini watercolor paints. So markers are super versatile even when they are dried out. So they are by far my most favorite preschool art material but paint crayons or paint sticks depending on which brand they look like um they kind of look like glue sticks and you take the top off and roll it up and it's like a a mix between like a crayon and paint and so they can put it down there and smear it and rub it but it's not like liquidy it's more like kind of puts you in the mind of like a cream foundation for makeup or something like that. But you can smear it and they can create things. It's a great consistency and it allows them to work with um, paint, but it's not as messy. Phloem for structures and sculptures. I absolutely love phloem. Phloem is like little styrofoam beads in that are suspended in like this squishy substance. It works similar to Play-Doh, but I like phloem better. I don't think it's as messy. It's easy to pull off of things. Um, it's not as wet and it doesn't have a smell. Play-Doh can sometimes have smells. So phloem, phloem is my favorite for structures and sculptures and building, um, building things. I love that. Sidewalk chalk, kinetic sand is absolutely amazing. Washable paints. I like a lot of, um, with my, with Lucas, he likes to do a lot of things with his hands. So he likes to do, uh, stamping with his hands or putting a different color on each fingertip and smearing it across the paper. So, uh, paint for that. Watercolor. Now, when I say watercolor, I don't mean the little, um, you know, the, the little white thing that has all the little circles of different colors. I mean the watercolor that you can squeeze into water. So they come in like these concentrated bottles and you can squeeze them into water and make pigments that are 
uh, more intense or less intense, depending on how much you put into the water. Those are a lot of fun. They are absolutely my favorite thing for color mixing. Much better than paint, in my opinion. If you want to work on color mixing and learn color mixing and show uh, preschoolers how color mixing works, those watercolors are awesome for that. Pipe cleaners, they're so versatile. You can use them with lots of other um, art materials. Dot paint. So uh, either call it like Crazy Dots or Do a Dot brand, but it's like a bingo dabber and you preschoolers can do lots of different things with them. They are very fun to use. You can even write with them. And then pattern scissors. So these are the scissors that have like the decorative edge. It might be a curve or a zigzag. Those are very fun for preschoolers to use as well. So they can um, have a paper and even just if they wrote their name on it, they can snip all around the edge and decorate it and talk about what they've done. So those are my favorite preschool art materials. And the last question of the night is, can you do art? art outside. I loved this question. I love being outside, especially in the spring and summer. In the winter, not so much, but in the spring and summer, I love being outside. So the question was, can you do art outside? Because my child loves to be outside. Yes, you can absolutely do art outside. So obviously you can do things like sidewalk chalk, but other fun things to do outside is to paint with the mud and sticks using the stick as a tool, using the mud as the medium. That is a great thing to do outside. Putting watercolor on concrete. What does it do? How does it dry? What does it look like after it dried? Um, using watercolor or paint brushes and, and paint brushes for that. Tie dyeing is an amazing outside art activity. You can do this. With, I mean, I've, I did tie dye outside last year for myself. But you can do tie-dye with children of all ages outside. You give them the choice. They pick the colors. You teach them how to do it. And now you've taught them an actual art process while they are outside. Um, footprints and handprints in paint or in mud or even in uh, like pl uh, plaster or something like this. You could do those things outside and leave the handprints on the concrete. One of my favorite things to do would be to take chairs or uh, a bike or something like that outside and paint it. And then before we go back in, take the hose and wash it all down. That's a fun art activity to do outside. Or even I used to love to make mud pies as a little kid. And so I would make my mud pie. My mom would give me like her um her tins that she was going to throw out. And I would have like two of them that I could make outside or use outside. And then I would take leaves and I would make patterns on the top of these and decorations. And your child can do the same thing. Decorating the top of a mud pie is an awesome way to do art outside. So those are all the questions for creative art with preschoolers. I would just encourage you to, to explore what you and your preschooler can do with art. What kinds of music, what kinds of literature or plays does your child like? Can you and your child act out a familiar story? So acting out the three little pigs or the three bears or the, um, yeah, the three bears. Those are 
fun things that you can do and it gets them thinking about art in a different way. What instrument can you introduce to your preschooler? What, uh, what sorts of art is your, is your child drawn to? Take trips to museums. Engage your child in a conversation. Do you like this or do you not like this? Ask your child what are his or her favorite art materials. The more things that you have that are interesting to your preschooler, the more that he or she will engage with the materials, stay focused and learn new skills. So I encourage you to think in a more broad way about art, incorporate that music and movement and literature into art. Um, and if you love those Pinterest perfect crafts, I won't say don't do them, but make sure that you have a big dose of process, imaginative art that your preschooler can do to kind of balance out that comparison and perfection of those projects. So if you have any more questions, please send me an email at hello at earlylearningpartners.com and I would love to connect with you and answer your questions. Have an awesome night and I'll see you next week. Thanks for hanging with me today. That's all for this episode of the Preschool at Home podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, be sure to subscribe and review the podcast on your favorite platform. See you next week.